It's the CMXU Rider Rundown, brought to you by Callus Moto, also brought to you by Racetech and Charlie Johnson Racing, with your host, Ryan Gold. Ladies and gents, we are back. Double dose this week of some podcasts. Pretty pumped about this one coming up. Uh, it's been a while since I've actually had a chance to sit down with this gentleman on the line. But before we get into that, got to give a big shout out to Race Tech Suspension. 100% guaranteed and made in the USA Race Tech Suspension and Charlie Johnson Racing Suspe- Johnston Racing Suspension. Uh, for supporting the show and of course Callus Moto, CallusMoto.com. Hit those guys up. They got mountain bike stuff, dirt bike stuff, off-road, anything you want. Callus Moto is a big supporter of us and we appreciate that. Uh, and without further ado, um, like I said, this is going to be a good one. And uh, one of the reasons I wanted to talk to this gentleman is because of what's coming up for MX of Nations and he was a part of it a few years back and gave Canada one of his best results and has now just come off an amazing summer as well, riding for the factory Red Bull KTM team. None other than, I guess, the older man nowadays, we can call him, Mr. Kevin Benoit. Kevin, thanks for your time. Hey, thanks for the invite. Uh, do, is it okay that I call you the, the old man now? I mean, you're not that old, but you are cons- you're considered old in the in the MX2 250 class. Yeah, in the MX2, but as long as Tyler is going to be there, yeah. I'm not the oldest. <laughs> uh, exactly. How old are you now? I'll be 35 this month. 35. Holy jeepers, yeah. eh? been a long yep. time you've been doing this a long time long time for sure um i might as well get into it uh, last year you you kind of were taking a break you were sort of just racing two stroke and doing fun things and spending time with the kids and all this kind of stuff and then all of a sudden the announcement Kevin benoit back and the two stroke thing yes but then back and we're, at first when i heard it i'm like why why and but you've uh you just you wanted to. You felt something within you that you wanted to come back and race at the professional level again, putting your you know your body on the line, training harder again, the intensification of it all, the um, the, the the stress, uh, the pressure, everything. You wanted it all again. Yeah. Well, uh, let's take a couple minutes to recap that. <laughs> <laughs> um, to be truly honest, uh, it wasn't the plan at all last year, and it uh, uh, sometimes like life is just it's just weird like there's things and there's opportunities uh given to us and and um yeah as far as it was last year i was uh, not planning on doing that all over again it was kind of uh in the past and it's something that i was uh yeah just looking at you know backwards you know looking looking back and it's like it's there and it's staying there and um there's some things that happened in my personal life last fall and uh it was a bit of a of a shake up and and at that same time um i got the call from matt and talking about that that project he wanted to do with the two stroke and having me back on the team racing national and i was like oh my god like there's a lot of things happening right now like i i have to process that take a I took at least a month to think about it. Oh, wow, and, okay. Uh, yeah, there's there's no pressure back then. It was just take the time you want. Well, at some point, we'll have to take the decision, but there's no stress. And, and um, yeah, I was kind of a bit lost in where I was going to be this year for 2023. And, and I was like, yeah, I think maybe I need this. And it's uh, something that will make me feel good and at home and something I know and and I uh, felt I kind of needed that challenge again, and uh, yeah, I just uh, went head first and 
like accepted the challenge, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I, I, I don't know if you remember this. We did a, an after the race pod there at Calgary, and you said that this was like like your your therapy, if you will, your release from sort of life's pressures and, and real day-to-day things. And, you know, most people would be like, oh, I'm going to get into gardening or I'm going to, you know, maybe I'll play beer league hockey or whatever. But you wanted to go right back to the top level of the sport that you know so well. I think that that speaks volumes of your character and and, uh, obviously your mental strength, because like you said, you're getting tossed right back into a a position you've been in before, but taking time off and kind of stepping back. I think that's kind of cool to to hear someone sort of admit that, um, real life can get in the way and then you use motocross as sort of your stressed like you're stress-free like going to the cottage and sitting on the deck kind of thing yeah you know exactly and and what was uh, going on in my personal life was it was uh, it was a big struggle and i just felt like when i was on my bike i was just feeling really good and it was yeah a therapy basically and uh and just waking up having that goal and knowing that you know like i'll work every day to just try to get back on top of my just physical shape and mental too and it was uh it was a really fun process and it was tough though i need to admit it like i'm not 20 anymore and i was not training for the last five years and i've had lost a lot of weight and was not like doing any cardio or anything so it was a it was a big big uphill uh yeah, it was it was steep, <laughs> but in the end, I think it turned out really good. I'm really happy with uh, with the year. Um, yeah, it's uh, it feels good now to be back into that, uh, like being in that mindset. Yeah, and just yeah, um, it's, it feels good. So, I was kind of thinking about this this morning when I woke up, and I was trying to dig up a little bit of information. Like your amateur career was decent. It wasn't like, you know, you didn't win trans cans and, and really set the world on fire. And then the first few pro years, you were on those Cowboys for the shoots uh, and had a couple moments here and there. Um, it took you a kind of a while to find, I guess, the the inner beast and, and the champion that you ended up becoming. Yeah. Was that was that sort of the same process with this now? You kind of like it took you a little bit to get going and then you add the age factor where your body, you know, you need a little bit more time to recover and things like that. Was it just kind of like almost stepping back into that mindset again or or was it something totally different this time going, okay, I, I, I need to change something up? Because you've always been this this kind of guy that sort of slowly found your way into it and then once you got there, you were able to stay there. Yeah, no, like you said, uh, well, younger, I, I had a, a really big like self-confidence like problem or issue. Like I, m- my dad always like, was always the one that was like pushing me and and trying to to just put it in my head that I had what it took to just be a winner all the time and and compete with the fastest but it was just in in my head I was just not being confident and so like you said like as an amateur like uh, it wasn't it was good but it it could have been better I guess but once I like I grew up and and it was kind of a slower process for me to to gain that confidence and once like I was reaching one goal that I put myself you know um I was like building on that I guess and once I started winning like 
the breakout thing was probably my first win at St. Julie when I was on like I was privateer yeah. back then and and at that point it was just like yeah like if I can accomplish that right now just being on my own like then I can do whatever I want but at some point it's uh moto is what has you know it's uh how can I say moto has built me Like as the person I am right now, yep, like yep. It, if it wasn't moto, I would not be the person I am for sure. Like I would uh, struggle with confidence and a bunch of things, but moto is great for that, I guess. <laughs> oh, dude, no, you know what? You you couldn't say that any better. I, I say this a lot to a lot of new parents that get into the sport through AMO and in, in Ontario here, my uh, amateur races, and I tell them, I'm like, you know, whether little Johnny or Susie has what it takes, what they can learn. Well, they're racing because they're out there by themselves, right? We're, we're out there on the track. You know, we got to pick up our bike or we got to deal with a, a crash or a lap or whatever it is. Like you learn so much about who you are and the steps that the growth takes to make you uh, out to give that confidence like you're talking about in the real world. Like I always say, like a motocrosser could get any job they wanted. They could do anything they wanted because of the confidence that they carry from being on the bike. They fit into any social circle. You go to a bar. I feel like they have the confidence to talk to any chick, uh, like any stuff like that. Like the confidence that carries out into real world from racing a dirt bike. I think it's something that some, some people just don't always notice, but it's, it's really there. Like it's, it's a true thing. Yeah, no, for sure. Like it's, uh, it's crazy. You're saying that just because like the last five years I was a bit away from moto and, I've put myself into different, different challenges of, you know, like if it was, I, I built a house last year and, and I, I can, I can drive dozers or excavators. I can, whatever I put my head into, I can just learn it and I'm not like giving up until it's working. Yeah. And that comes from moto. Like 100%. It's because we have learned to work so hard at something to have results and, you know, perseverance is just the key of that right 100% I, I tell my kids that like if they if they want to get to a level and be pro or race hard I'll, I go I don't even care uh, I'll spend money just as long as you try but you're gonna learn things that make you so confident going into real world for sure and uh, that's uh, I, I'm glad you said that I because uh, I've like I said I use that same sort of motto all the time at these amateur races um, yeah let's talk a little bit about this year uh, obviously Uh, going to Edmonton, um, well, actually, maybe we can quickly just kind of talk about the two-stroke thing. It just didn't work out. Eh? I guess the bike just wasn't ready for the way that you needed to ride it or how fast you wanted to go. And Yeah, well, the bike is great. Uh, it's not that it's not working. It's just that right now for what's available for us, like pro riders, to, to have the bike like being uh, – let's say how we want it to like it's it's not there yet i think maybe they're gonna come up with uh with like options of like it's like the fine-tuning part right. of it okay um and we pushed the bike i pushed the bike really hard last winter and and a couple issues were popping up uh things that maybe they weren't really it, it caught them off guard gotcha you know? okay like uh They thought that the product was uh, was ready to race. I mean, it is ready to race, but for a national level, um, it needed maybe some tweaks here and there. And since I was kind of on the only guy trying to race that bike at that level, well, I mean, kind of missed a bit of time and resources to 
really have the bike where it was supposed to be. And um, yeah, time was winding down and it was a bit safer to kind of put that project aside and not like uh, kind of put ourselves in a situation where we could have said, uh, we knew it, we should have done something different, you know? And yeah. uh, it was a tough call because we've put a lot of time on that project over the winter. And, yeah. Um, but at, in the end, we go racing and we want to, I mean, finish the races and have the best results possible. So, yeah, um, yeah that was the... That was a tough decision we had to make, and uh, I don't know if it's gonna come back in the future. Uh, yeah, I can't tell right now, but uh, we'll see. Um, so yeah, let's talk about the season. Obviously, uh, you get on that bike, and you were only on it what maybe a month or so before round one, the two fifty F. The two fifty F, yeah, May like May first, around May first, I jumped on it, okay. and I had like three weeks to uh, kind of adapt to it. But honestly, it wasn't a big. Uh, it was a big adjustment. Like yeah. the bike is so great, and and I mean I've rolled four strokes uh, for a long time too. It's not like it was something I wasn't uh, I wasn't comfortable with. Yeah, uh, needed like yeah. It took like a bit of time just to really get my uh, you know like my reference back. You know like just with gears and yep. stuff, yep. and just not not be thinking all the time when you're riding and 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 feel like it's natural, but. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't that that of a big deal. Well, yeah, it shows because this year was was amazing. Uh, one, four, three, two, five. Moncton was a bit of a struggle, and then uh, four, four yeah. to end the year. But I mean, you know, all our skepticals now that you know I do these pods and sort of in the media and things like that, we're like, man, can he do this? Five years off, you know, Ryder McNabby's so much younger, and 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 Harrison's this and that, blah blah blah. Dude, you fit right in right away, and obviously. Uh, in true Kevin Benoit style, I feel it reminded me of like when you showed up at Gopher Dunes. I think it was 2012 oh, yeah. when you whole shot that first moto and just checked out yeah. uh, on the uh, on the privateer KTM number 12. And yeah. it was like I felt like when I was calling TV, you got the start and just got up front. And I don't think the track catered your skills any better than anybody else because it was kind of gnarly with the super. But like I'm like, holy shit. It's like Kevin Benoit 10 years ago. He looks amazing. Guts to start. Like it just, everything just kind of exploded and, and sort of just, to me, as a guy that's watched you forever, I was like, he's back. Like there's no doubt in my mind he's a part of the championship now, right after that moto. Yeah, no, for sure. And uh, I mean, I can say I was in that battle until I freaking lost it at Sandily. Yeah. <laughs> Threw it away. I mean, when you're within 10 points in the championship, like you're, anything can happen, you know, like it's uh it's still you're in that fight oh yeah and i was uh happy to be there i had some you know it was uh it was a strong um strong first round and after that it was i think i had a good west coast um um what can i say like you know yeah. it, was, it was good it's just the end of year was a was a bit of a struggle i i i should have done better at deschambault i should have done better uh uh, maybe at Walton, I maybe had. It's just I was struggling with that injury from Sandalee, and yeah. there was no break, pretty much. And I, I didn't really recover from that injury. I'm just, I'm just starting. I starting. It's been only a month. Since I'm better with that shoulder and and uh, those other injuries I had from Sandalee. So, 
um, yeah, it was a mental, a big mental game for me at the end of the year. <laughs> so let's talk about under the tent. Uh, you're double the age of your teammate, basically. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> but talk to me about how the the how it went under the tent uh, with you and Ryder, as far as like, you know, just talking, hanging out. He's obviously very young. Did you see him do things? You're like, man, that's pretty damn cool that he could do that or were there times you're like looking over like oh i got this kid i'm gonna boss him around like just talking about how the the mental uh stuff under the tent was between you guys all year long um it was great like honestly like the kid is super talented like i wish i was uh, i mean i had that talent at that age and, and that mental strength like the kid is like he's really strong mentally for his age we'll say it yeah. like uh and I wish I wish he's gonna get like a, a really good opportunity to maybe cross the border and and have a really good career over there. Um, I wish him that because I mean he could he could dominate in Canada, but I mean he's so young and I think he could uh, he could do something really good over there. Yeah. Um, and it, it's just been really good hanging around with him. Like uh, I've never really saw him like a like a competitor it was just like a little bro you know like okay yeah and i was happy for him for winning like i honestly this year i wasn't in the ego stuff like being older i've never really I've never really had any problems with ego yeah but it's just honestly i was really happy for him and like we when we were on the track we were just giving our best and we had some really good battles and i mean i respect the kid and I think he did the same and it was just good to to be around each other and if we could help us in some way we were doing it and there's no uh there's no like there, no fight it was just yeah. really good atmosphere and it was good that's awesome that's awesome man i freaking love hearing that and uh um uh actually that's a good way to kind of lean into the next sort of thing um He's like he is in the perfect spot. He's young. He's ready to go. He can he can uh, you know maybe change the game as far as Canadians. Do you feel like again we talked about your career was a little bit slower starting than everybody else's um, as far as when you became a champion? Where Ryder's basically done his right out of the gate. Is it important for a younger kid to go to the states and kind of get their feet wet or test the Supercross waters? Do you feel like you missed out on that stuff? Uh, even like a Fasciotti kind of took some chances but didn't. Dusty Clatt tried some. Like we're at this sort of stage now. If you're not in the the hub of America, it's hard to kind of break down that wall and be a part of the series unless you got deep pockets. Um, yeah. Like, do you recommend young kids? Hey, go for it, try it, or is it like, hey, do we got a good good thing going in Canada? I just kind of get your thoughts on that. Well, like he said, like. I mean, nowadays, if you want to, yeah, break through in the U.S., like, you got to have that Supercross uh, experience or, like, you kind of have to get into that early because I think if you're just an outdoor guy, it's not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> That's sad. But there's a lot of attention around Supercross now, and, I mean, it's kind of a, the main focus pretty much. Like, if you're... If you're good at Supercross, you have a chance. If not, well, it's hard. So, I mean, for for like Ryder, he's he. It, I mean, he needs to get into that like as soon as possible if he wants to have a chance for sure. Like, yeah, you can't really close the eyes on that. 
So, um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, it, it's, it depends on your, like your background and for myself, like when like I was 17 and I got my driver's license, my dad kind of stepped away and he was like, here's the keys of the truck and you go with to the races with your brother and figure it out. So, I mean, I didn't have that money back then to just go spend winters down South and, and and try to be into that game, you know, of, uh, riding supercross and racing all those amateur nationals or whatsoever. So my options were, yeah, I'll try to go to school because I'm not sure moto is gonna, you know, be a job one day. And like, I was kind of bouncing or like juggling with, with both of the, you know, the racing and school and stuff like that. So it, it, I think it depends on, on what, uh, what resources you have behind you as far as your parents, like how long they're going to help you out, um, doing it. Because when you're just a young adult and you don't have that budget, well, you're trying to go with, uh, with what's affordable. And that's why I kind of focus on Canada because, uh, and it took a lot. I mean, I should have done all, all this circuit, like the whole national before, but I was just, I didn't have the money to do it or the support. So, that's why it took a, a bit more time for me to get up there. But in the end, I'm happy with the process. Uh, I truly believe now that I could have done something good in the U.S. as far as maybe outdoors, not Supercross, because I didn't put any time on that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, well, it just didn't turn out that way. But I can't say I have regrets. I, I went to the max of yeah. what I could do with the resources I had. So... Let's talk. Uh, let's talk about the series. Um, obviously, you left right when Jetworks kind of started up going. I can't remember if you were raced. I was there that first year. The first um, year, okay. Eighteen was uh, their first year. And right, right. The last year, I raced. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. You took some time away. Just give me your overall thoughts on the look of the series uh, in twenty twenty three. You know, track wise, television, everything that you saw, or did you even really kind of pay attention to that stuff, or, and or just and just show up to the to the race each weekend? Just you know, yeah. you're, you're older, you've been around a long time. Just what are your thoughts on the yeah on what it looks like? Uh, I think it's really good. Like all the how it's looking and how like the TV stuff and all that is is really stepping up for sure. Like they're putting a lot of time in in and make it look good and professional and this and that um my concern a bit is like the rider attendance like signups and stuff like yeah it looks like there's a it's not healthy like it used to be and i'm not into that loop that much to kind of point the finger and, and know why like it's i just noticed it yeah like there's a even the amateur like when there's amateur on saturday like it's i felt it used to be better than that in most of the rounds and just our pro our pro attendance is not is not the same as it used to be um is it just the economy how it is now and just all but we went through with covid and whatever whatsoever is it because of that maybe um that's that's my a little bit my concern i don't know like it it should well it should it would be fun if it was like it was before and there'd be more uh, more riders and stuff um but part of that i mean it's i think it it was good like i can't really say uh (laughs) anything bad about 
what concerns me, like the tracks or the, um, how it looked and everything. Like it, uh, I mean, it's all right. Yeah. It's yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I think you're, you're head on there. Like it, it, they obviously got dealt the tough card, like most sports did in, in 2020 when COVID did its thing. And, you know, now prices of things and costs and even, you know, bikes yeah. themselves aren't, aren't cheap, right? For So for someone to just kind of get into it compared to a hockey or a baseball, I mean, it, that's never been any different. Our sport's always been yeah. a little bit more expensive than others. Um, but, um, yeah, they've definitely, you know, not having a title sponsor, I think, is a concern, right? Yeah. You don't have that rock star or that monster energy or yeah. like that. And, and from what I know in conversations, I don't know if there's one out there that's going to give yeah. another you know, 250 or half a million dollars into it. I, I honestly think that businesses are, are, I don't know if they're stepping back, but they're just being a little bit more concerned or more conservative yeah. with the way they're spending. Cause the way that the world looks like I'm, I'm not a politician. I hate the government. I, I, I can't get into that stuff. I don't understand it. Um, I just try to get up in the day and, and make sure I can make money to pay my bills for my kids and make them happy, all that stuff. But then you, you go to the store and you're like, you, my wife comes home and she's like, oh, I spent $170 on groceries and there's like seven items here. I'm like, what yeah, in the fuck? I know. You know, <laughs> and then you go, you go to the gas station and you're just like, what the fuck? Like, why is this so ex-? And there's no real explanation. You know, you feel yeah. like you're in the dark uh, kind of thing. And it, it's almost in the sense of our series, you know, you're, they're almost in the dark. They're never too sure what's going to happen. What can they do? And, and all this kind yeah. of stuff. Um, my next one well, for there's you, a, there's, oh. there's one thing maybe that I can, I would like to give my opinion on. And I don't know if it's, uh, if it could fix the problem or not, but, um, like if I use our provincial race as comparison, like, yeah, like it, it's tough to kind of motivate the guys out there to show up when it's especially like national races where you're going to drive a lot, like put a lot of gas in your truck to make it sign up fees are higher and this and that. And you look at, at the end, if you're freaking winning the class, you're going to make like 600 bucks. Like it's, it's, uh, it's tough. It's probably tough for any private year that are kind of, you know, they know they're not going to win, but I mean, realistically you're trying to put yourself like in a top 10 position you're dreaming of that and and, and you're barely gonna pay like your sign-up fees back you know yeah like, with the money you're gonna earn like it's something that like it's probably tough tough yeah. to be motivated to follow this theory and just say oh i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna run after this thing you know uh, well, there's I, I, nothing yeah. in the end to and like we're really lucky down in, like here in Quebec because like our series is not perfect there's a lot of things that could be changed but we make really good money as pros I've like, heard this to show up I've heard this and I'm just I'm yeah, blown away and, and it's way more than the nationals way more dude like way like, more we show up to do three 15 minute motos and it's 1500 bucks yeah so it's like and I raced that last race. There's a guy that stepped up, put money into it, and I did 2400. And I didn't win everything. Like Jess was there. Jess won a couple motos, and I won one. And you know, like, um, yeah. So it's when like, especially for for the Quebec kids here, like they barely like I've noticed that they barely showed it. Like a few of them showed up to the nationals this year. Yeah, but. They're like, I don't know if it's something that it's playing into it that they're like, well, 
I'm going to save my, my money or my, my, you know, my budget and just do that whole provincial thing. Cause some make more money anyway, doing it. And sometimes I think it's a bit sad because like you need to show up to the national to, to improve yourself and be better. But if they look at it and they're like, fuck, like I'm going to show up and I'm going to make uh 60 bucks, you know, hundred yeah. bucks, whatever. No, a hundred percent. I think the other thing so, too is I think the our, the attitude of competition has changed. Um, yeah. You know, like just the, yeah. you know, the guy that got thirty eighth or thirty second at the national. Yeah, they don't if they get twenty bucks or forty bucks or whatever it is. But there used to be an attitude of like, yeah. you're you're like a part of that competition and series and belong on a forty man gate. Where now people don't. They're like, oh man, I'm gonna go there and get thirtieth. Like that doesn't mean anything to me anymore. You know, like the way that we we look at competition, I think is so much different nowadays uh, compared to where it used to be. And I, I I think that's just the simplicity of, of life. Like it's, you know, it's everything's easy to see and, or, or you get posted on Instagram, It's just the way things are like, it's, there's no real uh, perfect reason for it, but a hundred percent. We've lost that for sure. It's it's a lot easier. The competitive side of it is going away. Yeah. Yeah. Like you got the top 10 guys that, that are hungry for it and know they can get there. But then behind that, you got guys that are just kind of hopeful, but like, is it working? And, you know, and like you said, maybe it's the mom or dad and they go to the weekend and little Johnny gets 12th. Like, and then mom and dad and the kid are like, all they're doing is fighting all the time, right? Because yeah. they're spending so much money in it. And it's frustrating to see that this isn't working out or you're not putting in the effort or you don't care. Or you're always on your phone or whatever it is like that, yeah. that side of things has changed. And again, there's no finger pointing. But I mean, no. money motivates but, people, right? Like yeah. you like to work hard to get paid. I like to work hard to get paid. It's yeah. really nice. That's to, one thing, right? I mean, yeah, we're losing the, 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 you know, like great things take time. You know, like it. People, I, I think, I maybe in a in a generation where I was not scared to work a long time to make it to your goals. You know, like, and I feel now like it's rotating like the rotation is uh it it, like i see they're coming and people are leaving you know earlier in that sport yeah they're not really chasing um enough that those goals like they're they they get just um what's the word discouraged or yeah burnt yeah discouraged yeah burnt out uh frustrated 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 fast you know and they just quit yeah yeah. Again, yeah, it's that that same sort of thing. Like it's easier to uh, get frustrated, burnt out, discouraged than back in days. For some reason, it just it's easier to kind of you know show weakness or give up easier nowadays. Um, yeah, uh, which kind of sucks. But it, again, it's just I don't know the way sort of life seems to be kind of going. Um, but I love your points. You make great points. And I, I, I've talked to a couple of the guys in Quebec about the money that you guys make. And I'm just like, because I'm on the same thing. AMO does the same thing. And, you know, you can come to my races and my my payback is, is good and stuff like that. But it's, you know, a guy that goes 1-1 gets six, 700 bucks, not double that, yeah. what you guys are getting. And I'm like, it's yeah, I don't awesome. Know how they're working it out. I don't know if it's uh, like sponsors and they just put it because it's obviously more than pay back you know like yeah because we don't have like it's not full gate yeah uh we're like average maybe 20 on the gate that's probably the average but yeah i'm like nine it's or ten good for this series i think because like jess and i like showed up at all the provincials we could do yeah and kids love it like they no 100 yeah um, they come and talk to us and they they line up by the fence and watch the rate our races and it wouldn't be the same 
it wouldn't give like that same hope for the kids and and kind of dream about that if we weren't there. No, I get a hundred percent. They have the chance to have like national level guy riding that same track as them and and just looking at us ride and like it's cool. They like it. Sounds so, like I got to get off my wallet. Eh? I just got to start paying you guys more money to come to my races. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know how they're making it happen. Like, honestly, like it's uh, they take money somewhere from sponsors, I guess. Or yeah, there's I don't know what's their strategy, but it, it's been like that for a couple of years. It, it I mean, it got better. This year was uh, was they stepped it up a bit more. It was even better than the other years. But um yeah. Yeah. Hey, congrats to you guys. You know, the pros, when you get to the pro level of anything, um, there's a certain mentality like you need to get paid for it. Whether you're a pro carpenter or a pro motocrosser, you get paid for the work that you put in, and, and uh, it makes sense for sure. Um, yeah. Kind of getting wind, winding down here. I want to talk to you about this coming weekend. I don't know if you're going to watch it online or not like that because it is early. It's in RNA France, uh, MX of Nations. Um, we go back to, was it 2016, right? In, yeah, 16. In Magura. You one of the best uh, weekends of your life, I'm guessing. One of the best rides our, our country's ever seen. Um, just share a little bit of experience of those those teams you were on. We went to Latvia, my, me and you, in 2014, and then 16. Like you've been a part of the biggest uh, biggest race in the world, and uh, it's upcoming this weekend for Jess Ryder McNabb and um, and Dylan Wright, two of your teammates, and then Dylan Wright. Yeah. Um, just give me your thoughts on the team and, and how it was for you when you did it. Cause like I said, that 2016, I remember watching it, that qualifier, I was at a race in, in Ontario and I'm like, Holy, sh- I, I missed like a, a gate drop, man. I was working and I missed it. And you got that great start. And I was like, Holy shit. You know, it's, it's just yeah, like, uh, it's cool. A while and crashed and <laughs> was able to finish stand. It was really good. That qualifier, yeah. But yeah, just got talked about MX and when. I mean, this weekend's such a cool, uh, cool thing for the country to follow. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, I've always have like a bit of a hard time putting words into that whole experience from that 2016 MX Nation. Like, it's uh, it, it's just I don't know. Like, I was just in a in the right spot at the right time. Just felt really good. I felt comfortable on the bike that year. I was. The old atmosphere we had going on over there, I just love that country and and just like the track. Basically, I just once I the first time I jumped on that track, I just felt really good on it. And uh, yeah, it's it was one of those. I mean, it's probably the best race weekend I've had of my whole life for sure. Um, just didn't have that stress. I was just like really happy to be there and i had that confidence that i could do something good and got the good starts i mean that's really important like it at that level if you don't have a start i mean it's tough to uh to come from the back yeah. and uh it helped to be on the 450 honestly like yeah it, it's hard to uh separate yourself when you're on the little bike against the 450s on the track like there's very few guys that have done it you know like and and they're like top level guys and they even struggle with the little bike to, to battle against the 450s. So yeah. um, those two first appearance, I was on the little bike. So it was, uh, I didn't do any magic, you know, it was tough, but yeah, being yeah. on the 450 and being able to, to be up front right off the gate drop, that's something that really helped. And uh, that qualifier was like that race that just, uh, 
just opened my eyes and I was like, yeah, I can run with these guys. And it just did all weekend after that. So how are the boys? Uh, how are the, well, okay. Will you watch this weekend? Did you buy the package? I'll try. Uh, no, I didn't look into that. Um, it oh. looks like it's going to rain all weekend. I have my kids at home. I'll probably, uh, probably subscribe and, uh, and try to watch that. Well, hey, all this provincial money you're making, you can't afford a hundred and hundred bucks to watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably. But like you said, it's the time thing, eh? Oh, like, dude, it's going to be. I think it's, it's like four, four or five in the morning, like five, yeah. six, seven on Saturday, and then like six, seven, eight on Sunday, or six, seven thirty, nine o'clock, or something like that on a Sunday. So, um, it is early. It is early. Yeah. Yeah, I'll uh, have to look into that. I'm, I'm really excited. I think uh, it's a really strong team this year, and yeah. I hope the boys are, are – it always starts with a bit of luck, you know, like oh, yeah. from that draw, you know, like the gate picks and stuff. You know, if you have a, a good uh, a good pick um, for a gate choice, like it, it helps right off the bat, and then now you got to uh, – uh, execute and do a good start, but still, it starts with a bit of luck, and uh, I hope the the team is going to get a good pick and and um, yeah, not concerned with Jess's starts. Uh, Dylan, I hope he's going to be on his A game. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and have good starts. Uh, that's where he kind of struggles a bit sometimes, but uh, I mean, they're capable of doing something really good. Like it's a really strong team. I think probably one of the strongest and. Uh, and uh, that Canada ever had, like the guys are on it this year, and uh, I hope it's gonna be it's gonna be good for them. Okay, prediction time then. What do you think they finish? Well, needs to be top ten. Oh no, it has to be top ten for sure. It has to be top. 10. I think I in our review or a preview review, what do we did with Newfoundland? I think I picked sixth. I said six, six this year, yeah. But um, I, I was just listening to a, a preview of like all the other teams. Like, I mean, every obviously every other team, but like Australia, Germany, France, um, Spain, the Netherlands. Um, there's five right there, and there was one more where all those guys are all. You know, there is no hurlings this year. I know uh, there's there's a lot of teams that are missing, like uh, like like one of the races yeah yeah one of the top guys you know like yeah. that they could have and they don't have it this year and you know but sometimes like i don't know if it's if you always need the best riders to 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 have the best results like it's there's so many things that can happen oh yeah consistency is so important and like you can't afford to have like one bad luck and since it's a three three rider thing like all three riders needs to be consistent and have good results. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to see. I think they, they have a really good shot at uh, having probably one of Canada's best results. Yeah, our best ever was an eighth overall, so hopefully they can yeah. uh, get within that for sure. Uh, hey, this has been a rider check-in here and uh, a really good one with Kevin Benoit brought to you by Race Tech Suspension and Charlie Johnston Racing Suspension at West. Big shout-out to those guys. And, of course, Kalismoto. Dot com. Visit those guys for all your mountain bike needs or dirt bike, uh, road bike, all kinds of cool equipment and clothing over there. Calismoto.com. Um, I guess I should ask before we go, uh, 2024, are 30, <laughs> 35 years old. Um, are we doing it again? I guess, I mean, it might be early to talk about, but uh, what's your thoughts at, you know, currently sitting here at the beginning of October, late in 23? Yeah, well, I would like to continue. Um some things are in process right now. Uh, can't really, 
can't really confirm anything, but I would like to continue. And uh, yeah, let's say like that to be continued. <laughs> Sounds good. I like it. Well, Kevin, man, thank you so much for your time, dude. Tons of respect uh, of you coming back this year. It was a really cool storyline. And uh, you got to be very proud of what you did, uh, you know, the age thing and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it shows that what you have inside of you is something that I think could, uh, that every young little racer could look up to. That's got to make you feel good uh, about that. Yeah, I appreciate all that. Thanks a lot. All right, buds. Take care, man. Have a great time, and um, we'll talk again soon. Yeah, all right. Have a good weekend.